Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where I'm joined today by a lady called Kate Ashley Norman. Uh, Kate actually resides in Turkey. Um, Kate, you're going to be talking to us today around, um, I think it's fair to say, is a very um, can be a very contentious, a very challenging subject, mental health. And I want to deep dive, if I, if I can, into your uh, Mental Health pod, Revolution podcast. Okay, Kate. <laughs> So I want to start, Kate, if I can, from the very first episode that you did on um, on your um, Mental Health Revolution podcast. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it was called With Increasing Medica- Medicalization of Mental Health, We Now Need a Revolution. Yeah, absolutely. I think we do need a revolution. I think it's uh, important that, that the understanding of why um, we have mental health issues and also even more importantly the fact that a lot of emotional distress is being medicalized unnecessarily. Um, I think that the more we try and medicalize mental mental health or emotional issues the more um, the more we try and medicalize it the more we are not learning that these a lot of the responses that we get are actually very normal uh, everyday human responses which we will be better placed to overcome them through um what i would call a productive uh, a productive suffering so that's suffering in a way in which you come through it positively rather than trying to run away from it mm. yes um I mean, within that, Kate, it, it opens up, um, I mean, for what it's worth at this early juncture, um, and, and you know this anyway, because we've had this, uh, well, you've, you know, you was gracious enough uh, uh, to invite me to your to your podcast, and we did an interview around this, so you, you kind of know my backstory, um, but I absolutely, 100%, you know, agree with your your take on this, and, and when I say, when I say I agree with it, it's not from a a sort of superficial mental capacity it's from a deep experiential capacity as well because i think there is so much stuff out mm-hmm. there about you know medicalization as you as you call it um that does it really work we, we know that the you know the drugs industry is a multi-billion pound industry um and obviously you know as a generalization again you know medicine is a great thing but like everything there's a <laughs> it's not the answer yeah. to you know the be all and end all answer to everything as we know yeah it's 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 it is a contentious subject but the the, uh, the interesting thing is it's not particularly new so mm. it's not something that you know i've suddenly discovered and and um that i'm trying to get out in the world there's actually a huge amount of information um books being written research being done that actually underpins the fact that that 
the majority of mental health disorders that people uh, are suffering from uh, and are being heavily medicated for not actually biologically driven tend to be driven by um, to, by the trauma that they might have gone through uh, in, 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 a, in, a, in their earlier years of life. Uh, it might have been driven by um, the culture that they've been growing up in or the families or the environment that they're bringing. There, there's a whole raft of other reasons that need to be gone through before it gets to that medical medicalization. Now, I understand and I, I, I totally understand and empathize that there are a lot of people who do find taking medication, um, who do find medication, uh, it helps them to actually come through a certain amount of, um, it does help them to come through, a, you know, the first few weeks possibly of actually going through a tough time. But there's also a lot of, uh, research out there and a lot of knowledge out there in that when people are on their medication if they're on it for too long they can become dependent on it and then it, it, it throws up a whole raft of other issues whereby actually coming off that medication is creating more problems than, than actually dealing with the initial issues in the first place. Um, so it's certainly not the solution to medicalize. Uh, where I come come in, where what my uh, angle is, is that we are, if you, uh, we we need to be teaching people the skills and the knowledge to actually grow their um, their to to grow their resilience, if you like. And it's just not just resilience of being knocked down and getting back up, but as children, you can actually learn to be more, uh, to think about things in a more positive way, to processing things more positively, even the, the crap, even the shit that goes on in a positive way, so that when bad things happen, you're not going to be knocked, knocked back all the time. And that's where, where I think that we need to create that revolution, is to actually get the knowledge out there and get the skills out there and to teach people that they don't have to be victims of their own emotions. They are not victims of a mental health issue. They are actually more than capable of, of, of changing the way that they think and being more empowered in the way that they think. Absolutely. I love the word revolution. I love anything that's, um, that denotes that sort of... Uh that macro, that major radical shift in, you know, rather than sort of tweaks. And I think it, you know, and I speak from experience, not just with myself, but um, with close friends uh, and family members that um, that have been embroiled in this, um, this situation, um, this revolution, this stark, right, okay, let's take this by the scruff of the neck and let's Let's really, really get hold of this and do something about it. So, uh, yeah, I just love that word revolution that uh, that you've chosen, Kate. Um, yeah, it, I, it, took, it took me a while to come up with that name, but but I and I sort of you know put it to one side and kept going back and kept going back and and I thought you know what, it's just go all in with it. <laughs> so, just go all in. Yeah, yeah. With um, with any movement, if I can sort of use that as an alternative word for for the time being, um, Kate, with any movement, there's mm -hmm. usually 
the the leader or the the originator of that movement um, it starts because they he or she as you invariably not always but invariably um, got some kind of experience of that particular subject matter I mean is that your case what's your what's your fire and your passion about mm. this subject where does that come from yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Paul? Because you would expect me to have gone through a really, really rough time and 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 learnt all this as I as I came through. And uh, and, and you know, maybe, maybe I where my passion comes from is that I've actually come through life without having gone through any major mental health issue. Now, whether that makes me less qualified to be doing this or more so do you know what i don't know and i don't care because that you know it's it's other people can think what they like ultimately this is a burning passion that i have yeah um with my background i come i come from a, 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 i had came from a very well um very strong and stable loving family background um I was fortunate to be educated. I am, I guess, what you would call a white middle-class person. Um, I was well-educated. We weren't, we certainly weren't wealthy, but, but we were comfortable. My parents loved us. Um, so I did come, you know, I, I've got a very, very strong foundation, if you like. Um, as I grew up and I went through life, um, I went through many, many ups and downs, as is perfectly normal and as is perfectly you know, natural for anybody. Um, I went through periods of great loneliness. I went through periods of great self-doubt. Um, I went through periods... Um, and I think that that's why I do what I do is because when I look back on those years, I actually understood that it wasn't that I was, you know, falling into any kind of... Um, just mental health disease or disorder, or I wasn't ill when I was going through the low points. It was because I was going through a period of my in my life where things were were difficult and that I wasn't processing them properly. Um, and uh, and but I had the foundations in which I could sort of look at things from a different angle and re rebuild my own self esteem, if you like, rebuild my confidence. Um, so that, that was me as a person. Um, I then kind of went on and I, I um, came across what I call, what, what, what's called the Thrive Programme. Now the Thrive Programme is the programme that I teach. And um, I think that when I came across this programme, it, it was created by a guy called Rob Kelly, who's based in Cambridge. And you know when you know that feeling when you when you open up a a, a book and you read it and you and you think this book is absolutely about me and <laughs> yeah. that is what really it was, and um, I went through the whole program. I read it. I went through it. I then trained in it, and it is the most the one word that I can use to describe it is common sense. It's the most common sense approach to looking after your own mental and emotional health of anything that is out there on the market. Uh, there's nothing magical or spiritual or anything in it. There's nothing what I would call woo-woo or unicorn-like in it. It's founded on research, uh, scientific research and papers. And, and so there's a lot of, uh, um, a lot of detail 
which has been taken. And then what, what Rob's done is he's, re, he's kind of represented it in a way which is very easy to understand. Um, it's, uh, it's obviously evidence-based, but it's also, it's totally empowering. So whereas a lot of other like therapies and things, you, you, know, you might go in and you're waiting to, be have, to have something done to you in order for you to feel better, this actually teaches you and trains you how to make yourself better. So if you're going through an emotional distressing uh, period of your life, you can actually just stop for a moment and look at it and think, well, you know, how does this apply to the principles of thriving that I've been learning? And you always, always find a way around it. You always, always find a way through it. So it's teaching you. There was a book called um, uh, that James Davis wrote about productive, about uh, the um, the importance of suffering, and it's about understanding that the emotional distress that you 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 often have, and it is sometimes quite unbearable. There's a reason for us to need to go through the pain in order to get to the other side, and that's a very productive way of actually understanding where your emotional distress, um, why your emotional distress is where it is. So it's about going through that pain and coming out the other side and being that stronger for it. And, and the Thrive Programme, which is what I teach, gives you those, uh, those skills, those psychological skills and knowledge to get through that. So it's not just about learning to be happy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there about happiness. Um, it's not about learning to be happy. It's, a learning, it's about learning to be productive and thriving in order to be the best person you, you possibly can be in the environment in which you are in. And then based on that, obviously, you can push your life forward. So, you know, we're not selling some kind of... Uh, you know, rainbow-coloured nirvana. We're teaching you really, really solid skills to help you through that emotional distress. Um, and and it's it's amazing when you work with people and you can, and they come in and they are, you can physically see the emotions weighing them down. And then within two or three weeks, the you know their shoulders are lifting, they're they're, they're looking up and they're looking out and they're working through their distress and they're coming out the other end it's it, it's it's amazing to see it isn't it's it's a very very empowering thing yeah um interesting kate a couple of references there into this um this woo woo way of being um if i can just put my own context on that and when i say my own it's not i'm very mindful of you know over projecting here but my, that represents a lot of people that I've spoken to and I've worked with. And whilst I 100% absolutely agree with the solid foundation of the evidence-based scientific research, that is the solid foundation. But the, the contrast that I offer on that from a personal point of view, um, Kate, is what you've referred to as this woo-woo because for me and I posted about this this morning it's it's a question of faith and I don't necessarily mean in a, in a religious context that knowing that and having that belief um, and I use that word belief very lightly but knowing that it'll be okay in the end and that is faith for me and sometimes that does yeah. take us into yeah. this woo-woo world of I don't really understand this. This is not very concrete. You know, I'm a boy from an inner city council estate. 
you know, and, and with all these kind of prejudices and limiting beliefs and, you know, this uh, see to believe and, um, you know, and all these stereotypes and, and conditions that we're, you know, well, certainly I grew up with. Um, so I'm, I'm the last one to live in a woo-woo world. However, what's transpired over the years, Kate, is I now absolutely embrace and accept the importance of balance between this you know the scientific based uh, evidence based research and this this leap of faith which invariably takes us into what me, most people do call woo woo because we don't know about it do we it's the kind of it's the indefinable it's the unknown and it's like all these far fetched ideas about love over fear people understand fear don't they it's very real it's very stark in their lives we understand that and you know if i could um, offer a, a well known cliche particularly within the uk as we know uh, kate is brits um better the devil you know well mm -hmm. mm, is it is it really so i just throw that in there kate for what it's worth yeah, no, that's that. I, I absolutely agree with you, Paul. And the point, I mean, I, I'm working at the moment with somebody who is quite a, a devout Sufi. And mm. it, it, it's about understanding um, that the faith that you have can be processed in an internal empowering way. Because I think that a, a lot of the time, what, what happens is that people um, uh, are using or, or are understanding their faith as something that's going to happen to them and they're waiting for it and they're they're you know they're and then they're being disappointed and they're it it, it they're not processing it in in a really powerful in way but by if you have a faith and you know we there are many many faiths in the world that people can uh, subscribe to um it's about using the tenets of that faith that they have but using it in a very internal power empowered way for them as opposed to uh using it as a disempowering way because i think that quite often you know particularly if you're working within certain communities or societies uh the faith that those communities have can actually be quite disempowering uh and actually take away the the power that you have in your own life so it's not that i want to be disingenuous to people who are, who are faith are uh, able of talking to psychics or something but that's another story that's, that's we won't go down that road maybe um, but what I want to uh, uh, what I want people to understand is it's about understanding that their own psychological foundations, whether they're um, uh, Muslim or Sufi or Buddhist or Christian or whatever denomination that they might subscribe to, uh, their own psych their psychological foundations, the, the, the psychological components that make up who they are as a person, um, are all the same. So that that's that's where I'm coming from in that in that respect. Excellent. If I can um, jump, um, move along now, jump along to episode seven, Kate, where ten tips for for staying sane in an insane world. I found that uh, particular yeah. podcast quite um, yeah quite refreshing, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, do, do you want do you want to share with us those te those ten tips, Kate? Uh, well, I can't remember what they are now, Paul. <laughs> you um, have to, how, how about reading you a book? Remind me. That was I did that quite a long time ago, so I can't actually remember what those ten tips were now. Yeah, I understand that, Kate. It's amazing, you know, when when you're in the moment and you put, you know, you, you construct stuff and and you know it's good stuff and 
you know it's it's based on on, on reality but it's yeah you can yeah. you can you can soon lose sort of sight of it can't you? it's there but um, you know people say to me oh you know x y and z paul about this and it's like um and well give me a moment to think about that because we're not in that particular zone so apologies <laughs> if i put you a little bit on the spot there okay that's all right. Well, I've just got it up here now. I've got it in front of me. Uh, my reading glasses have actually broken, but I can just about make it out. So, uh, yeah, my tent the first one was read a book, wasn't it? Yes. Read a book. I, I So important. Uh, second one is switch off the news. Third one is be ruthless in the company that you keep. Uh, I actually get in, t- in trouble with that sometimes. Um, yeah, I've had... a. Uh, I've had people complaining to me that people they know who've been the, through the programme with me uh, have kind of stopped being friends with them and uh, go figure that one. Uh, stop hanging out onto your past. Um, yeah, we, we do blame our past for a little bit too much when uh, actually we shouldn't. Um, number five, addictions are no more than bad habits. Don't get sucked into addiction, into the addiction mentality. Number six, every day, everywhere, you're getting better and better. Number seven, decide how you want your day to be when you wake up. Number eight, learn about perspective. Don't be narrow-visioned. Remember to have perspective on the world and not to catastrophize things. Number nine, switch off social media. I think that's something that we could all do. And number 10, simply and utterly smell the roses, appreciate the things around you. That was quite good, wasn't it? I haven't seen those for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you want somebody to take you through the, the Thrive programme, uh, Kate, I know a lady that can. I want to single two or three of those out, Kate, that that's particularly resonated with, yeah. with me. Um, I mean, to varying degrees, they all do, but there's, there's two or three that really, really stand out. Number three, be ruthless in the company that you keep. And mm-hmm. I've experienced and, and consistently experienced um, when I try and explain to people that, you know, the risk of sounding selfish, to quote Shirley Bassey, this is my life. And I don't mean that in a selfish, egotistical way. But what I mean to say by that is I I have an honour-bound commitment to myself to be the very, very, very highest version I can be. And within that, I'm on a constant journey. And people that really love me and accept me for who I am and what I am will will literally accept that and be part of that. People that wish to judge, and it doesn't quite fit in with their model of the world, well, there's obviously some kind of conflict there in terms of how they see the world and how high, uh, you know, and there's no right or wrong. There's no judgment in that. This is kind of just natural. Um, I think evolution is, is probably the best way to describe it of, of what we are as, as an individual. And so for me, you know, I am on my journey. Uh, I know I'm very, very clear about what that is and what, how that will unfold. Well, that's a different story. Um, and so I just say mm-hmm. to people, look, you know, with the greatest respect, I don't want to talk about soap operas or, or whatever. You know, if that's your world, that's great. I'm really pleased that that works for you, but it's not where I'm at. And then you invariably get the, oh, you've changed. You're not the same anymore. And I've, all I'll say is just listen to what you've said. I'm not the same anymore. And that's not to say I'm better or worse than you. 
but I'm, I'm increasingly becoming different. And I think that's the evolution of life, Kate, and relationships, which are, you know, the, uh, the filling in one of life's sandwiches. And um, so un I totally understand that one. Um, number four, stop hanging on to the past. This is where our, our best friend called the mind mm, plays tricks on us, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I've already mentioned. Yeah, it, 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 Go on, it, Kate, it, it was a crossover. It, it's interesting. This one. It's, uh, I'm just. I've just been um, uh, rereading about uh, Elizabeth Loftus. Actually, that you you might um, uh, you might have come across her. She's a psychologist in the states, and and she does a lot about memory um, and how. It, it's in, if you think about Sigmund Freud, uh, he sort of looked at memory as something where we bottled up memories that kept, we kept and um, you know we kept within us until they all kind of you know burst forth, and that's where we got the hysteria and this, that, and the other. Now I have gone through stuff in my past, and now I, you know what, I can't even when I think about it, even when I try to really, really bring the emotions back about stuff that's happened in my past. I find that really difficult mm. because I, I've processed it, I've gone through it, I've, I've put it to bed. I don't need to keep recreating the negative emotions associated with the memory. I don't need to do it, so I don't do it anymore. And that is a much more powerful way of, you know, processing trauma and processing what has gone through, what has gone on in your past. So I'm not denying things have ha you know things have, have happened, but I'm you know I've 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 dealt with it. It's happened. It's it's there. It was bad, but you know I'm thinking about the here and now and my future rather than hanging on to the past. Absolutely, yeah. Addictions are no more than bad habits, Kate. Um, absolutely agree with that. I, I you know bringing in the belief and obviously our beliefs are tied into our habits. Um, beliefs, thoughts, words, actions, habits, values, they're all in that uh, mixing bowl. And, um, you know, I speak from yet again, powerful experience, long and powerful experience around this belief system, these labels that was put on me about me being um, an alcoholic, for example, and me being violent and me being this and all these labels that, to the point, this was from an early age because this was the environment and the, the behavior that I was learning uh, but the hands of my stepfather, and I grew up believing that 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 was my identity, that that was who I was, um, and so these bad habits that you refer to mm -hmm. were absolutely what I embraced. Um, that become well, it became my whole identity because I didn't know any other. So this is why, Kate, I I really like your style and your sort of. Um, the fact that you haven't, um, if you like, when people might challenge you on, well, Kate, you've never had mental health issues. Well, you know, define mental health issues. Does it fit in a nice, cosy package? Um, but the fact that, you know, from your own point of view, you've said, look, you know, I've had challenges. Um, have I been diagnosed with inverted commas mental health? No, but that doesn't nonetheless um, give me the authority to speak because it does because you come to this from a I think personally from you know I can see both sides of the coin on this but where I massively endorse your work Kate is the fact that you put things in a practical context and I can certainly relate to as one that's been in the system if you like with all these labels 
I can actually and and, and wholeheartedly I welcome this this new radical approach, this revolutionary approach, because I think it's it's well, I don't think I know it's well 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 over overdue and it's certainly definitely needed. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, it is. It's it's um. It, it's it's interesting actually to see that from your point of view because it, you, when you get sort of caught up in all this, you you know you you, it's sometimes it's difficult to see the wood for the trees, mm. and it to me it is all it all makes such sense. It's so sensible, this way of thinking. I don't understand why other people aren't doing it. <laughs> so so it's you know it, it's. I'm working on a book at the moment and the title of the book is actually commonsensical because it, it is a commonsensical approach to life. And we desperately need to be teaching our kids. We need to start from the bottom up. We, we've had, as, a, as an organization, the Thrive Programme is actually, you know, we've actually said that we don't particularly want to um, get into the NHS and be NHS approved or anything because suddenly you're all lumped into this kind of having to meet certain targets and the targets are more important than the results even and um and it would just completely and utterly dilute the message that we're that we're trying to get out there and that message is that it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from it doesn't matter whether you're rich poor uh what color you are what religion you are what where you where you are in the world we all have belief systems and we all have self-esteem and confidence. We all have attitudes to life. We all have confirmation biases that we work to. Uh, and it's all about understanding. It's, it's emotional intelligence, isn't it? It's understanding yes. why we think in the way that we think. And actually turning it around into something which is helpful to you. So that doesn't mean that you don't you, you have to stop believing in your faith or anything like that. It's just it's just about we you know, just about understanding that, that you need to be kind to yourself and to start thinking for yourself. And just um, when you were talking about, um, you, know, you know, sort of being ruthless with having, you know, the people that you have in your life, so, so much distress comes from other people trying to control you as well, as well as you trying to control other people. So the issues of control and, and uh, you know, it can get into coercive control as well in a lot of households. That issue of, of control is, is so important to understanding that, that not only should you not be controlling of other people because that only creates anxiety and stress in your own, in your own thinking, but it's also about understanding that you can't change other people as well. So if somebody, and I know this from personal experience, if somebody is trying to control you, you can't change them trying to control you, but you can actually change the way that you react to it and take and, and, and how they decide to react to you is up to them, ultimately. But if you want to stop being controlled by other people, then you can just do it at a, a click, of the, click of the fingers just by changing the way that you you are you are reacting to other people you don't have to accept that you don't have to be that person who is being controlled um so it's 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 a very powerful thing and i know that it does you know take take people off on a load of other different directions but it's the way that you need to go and if you want to be true to yourself and the only way you're going to 
truly thrive is to really be true to yourself. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting subject. And that self-serving focus that you've just alluded to there, Kate, uh, quite nicely, seamlessly brings in um, your point 10, your tip 10 around simply and utterly to smell the rose, appreciate the things around you, what I call gratitude, because isn't it true that we're each and every one of us get uh, to varying degrees um, hooked into these external, what I call silver trinkets, these external influences. And you've just perfectly epitomized one there where, you know, somebody or something could try and uh, have an, an effect. If, if we give them that power, and we do have a choice, um, but if we give them that power, we're always externally influenced rather than taking that power back. And from, from what I've sort of understood with my research and my experience, Kate, that once we take that power back and look at and accept that inner presence of ourselves and then appreciate the simple things the smell of a flower you know i know you've used smell the rose but for me that's very appropriate because you know simple things of the birds singing and the the sound of water in the background and you know the the smelling the roses or whatever it may be those things that we sometimes not we might take them for granted, but even probably worse, not even aware that they're there. Um, and I think once you start to look inwardly, um, you do mm. understand the importance of these things. Things we take for granted, like our kids' health. Oh, the kids are all right. Hmm. Or don't take it for granted. I, you know, I, I don't. T I try not to take anything for granted. And you know, that's an exercise. That's an awareness in itself, because obviously, as a human being. Um, you know, I uh, I'm vulnerable. I'm susceptible. I'm fallible to uh, to human behaviour and traits. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And I think it's important to understand as well that that you know that that this is a, an ongoing process. That you know we have these um, challenges with our own emotions every single day, and we will have it for the rest of our lives. So it's not about you know, it's not about making a change and then sitting back and expecting that change just to take hold. It's it's about just checking in on a daily basis, just understanding on a daily basis. So it relates to that, you know, the, the one I, I, the comment I make, make about, um, you know, choosing how your day is going to be when you wake up in the morning. Because, you know, every day we wake up to new challenges and um, we just need to just keep checking in with ourselves and, and um, it, I, I call it living, I call it with my clients, I call it living to thrive principles because what you're doing is you are, uh, you, you're creating good habits, if you like, if, you, if, I, if I can use that, uh, in terms of creating good habits to help you through the day when things get challenging. So just keeping perspective open, uh, it, there's a lot of research that, that, that shows how the more negative you're thinking, the more narrow your vision. So by keeping wider perspective, by just checking in with yourself and that kind of thing, it's just it's a daily thing that you just end up doing all the time. Um, and once you once it becomes intrinsic to your daily habits, then you don't even think about it. Um, and that's that's when you know that you're you know, you're on that thriving, thriving trajectory, if you like. Absolutely. Um, we've discussed a couple of your episodes, Kate, your first one, your seventh one. And I want to start to bring things to towards a close now, if I may, by 
um, referring to one that you've done more recently, you can beat depression in just two weeks. Do you care to share a, a couple of insights around mm. your, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, we were talking about labels before, weren't we? So, mm. you know, when people feel, that you know, when people go to the doctor and they say that they're depressed and it's, uh, it's normally what they're, what they're told is that it's, it is a chemical imbalance of the brain um, and that you need to, you know, take medication to, uh, to, to, to write it, if you like. And even worse is that a lot of people, you know, who go through depression, they might be having, um, they might have been suffering from depression for many, many years. Quite often people are, and they suffer for many years because they feel that it, they, you know, that they're ill, that there is something biologically wrong with them. But the fact of the matter is there is not one piece of research, not one piece of paper anywhere in the world which categorically states that depression is caused by uh, a, a chemical imbalance of the brain um there are things which allude to it and that they're you know that can say that you know there might be a a, a slight imbalance when people are feeling negative emotions or whatever but there is not one piece of paper that actually says that uh depression is caused by a chemical imbalance um, so actually, you know, what, where, where we come in with the Thrive Programme is that um, for us, depression is just a question of not being able to process events in a helpful, powerful way. So it's not actually helpful to go to a doctor and be diagnosed with depression because then you're given what, what, what we were talking about before, you're given a label. And then that label itself is disempowering to you. It's, it's, it, it creates a, its own belief system that you have this thing which is intrinsically wrong with you. The minute people, and we see it again and again and again, there's, there's about 80 odd consultants worldwide with the Thrive Programme. And we're all treating people with depression all the time. And every time within two to three weeks, people come out of our, our, our rooms or switch off the Zoom you whatever and within two to three weeks they are feeling better I'm working with somebody at the moment who has has had depression for five years within one session at the end uh, he came started the second session said kate you know what i'm already feeling better i understand now that i've been talking myself into this depression all these years it's it, it is i almost can't put it into words paul how damaging that disorder is that, that label is how damaging it is for people people go into depression because things are happening in their lives and they don't understand why they're thinking the way that they are thinking the minute we explain to them why they are thinking the way they are thinking it's like light bulbs going on all over the place and you can see them physically and mentally changing in such a short amount of time it's criminal it is actually i i i find it quite criminal the way that depression has been dealt with um, over the last few decades. I, as I say, from a personal perspective with myself and um, loved ones, and um, obviously I'll, I'll just leave the latter at that sort of broad statement, um, I wholeheartedly agree, and, and criminal is the right word. And, you know, we, we, I think we've already had a private chat, Kate, around a certain situation, and I'm more than happy to, to share that with you on a confidential basis again, that uh, mm -hmm. acts absolutely 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm so much on your sort of uh, 
on your crusade here, if I could be allowed to call it that, that it's untrue because I speak with passion and I speak with experience of, of what's really going off here in, in life. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. So, you know, absolute massive credit and gratitude, uh, Kate, uh, from, from a personal point of view. Uh, and I know I speak on behalf of, of countless listeners that, that share this same outlook on this uh, this label called mental health. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that, Paul, because it, it does need it does need changing. And um, well, we we will just carry on the fight. I think <laughs> that's, that's all that we can do, and and hopefully you know things will will just. It's like the compound effect, isn't it? The more of us out there who are who are talking about this, the more you know, the the the, the bigger the message will be, and and you know, eventually, I hope that we will hit a tipping point, and that that tipping point will um, you know go over into something which is a lot more powerful and beneficial to people. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of young kids out there who are you know on social media and trying to be something that they're not and having so much pressure on them and it's 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 awful they don't need to be like that um i've got four kids myself and you know what i just as long as they're happy and they have they they they've got solid foundations for me that is the most important you know anything above that is is you know is a bonus but as long as they've got those solid foundations um and that they are confident and happy in the people that they are that as the person that they are then you can't ask for anything more than that. Absolutely, and I think uh, what you've just you've just summed up quite nicely there, Kate. The very essence of of speaking from our hearts. Um, as you know, you're a member of the the Facebook group, and it is you know that 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 movement that's been created. You know, whether people it doesn't matter what what perspective they come from in life, whether it's real hard nosed research and. Um, and, and, and evidence-based or the, the complete opposite of this, you know, what we've, the term we've used, woo-woo, fluffy, call it what, spiritual, call it what you will. There is no right, there is no wrong, because um, I believe that this world now is crying out for a movement that says, you know, we need to be heard. We need to be heard. And all these theories that's been put out there, the practices, the way of being, um, they need to be challenged uh, just for the for I say just <laughs> for the betterment of, of humanity, and that's what um, speaking from our hearts is about. Because it's about giving people the opportunity to voice, uh, you know, their their thoughts, their beliefs, their opinions. Um, some people will agree, some won't. But I think so long as it's done from a place of love and understanding and compassion, then you know that's part of the growth process that we Absolutely. allow others the um, you know to vo to have their voice even if it doesn't agree with ours and that's what speaking from our hearts is is all about so uh, kate sincere gratitude for you for, for sharing this invaluable work the these invaluable insights uh, and i really from the bottom of my heart mean that probably more so from a, a personal perspective than dare i say a professional perspective so yeah thank you Thank you, Paul, for giving me a platform. I, it doesn't take much for me to get passionate about this, but I, yeah, I appreciate the platform and, and, and thank you for, for inviting me on. I feel very grateful for you, to you for that. 
So how can people reach out to you and contact you, Kate? What, what, you know, have you got a website? Um, you know, what's the best way to get hold of you for, for listeners that want to know more? Yeah, well, um, you can contact me. I'm pretty active on social media. Just search Kate Ashley Norman on social media or Mental Health Revolution. Uh, I've got a website called Kate Ashley Norman, which is a work in progress. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, through any social media, you can normally find me Facebook, Twitter, um, or uh, yeah, Facebook and Twitter are the main ones. So, um, or LinkedIn. I'm also on LinkedIn if anybody if anybody wants to contact me through that. So, yeah, just, there's not many Kate Ashley Normans around in the world, so you can only <laughs> find me. Just Google me, I'm on there. Yeah. I'm an open book. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. And those um, listeners, the um, those uh, details, those contact details will be in the show notes as well. So all that remains now, I think, is, is to sign off and say uh, to you, the listeners, thank you for being part of this episode sincerely hope there's been some uh, some golden nuggets in there and um you know know that that uh, as we do these episodes increasingly more and more as my as a host as my awareness is is, is getting bigger and bigger and um uh we do literally continue to to be speaking from our hearts hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success